to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. Hello and welcome back to the Closed Pyramid, where we talk lower league soccer in the USA. Um, We have some stuff that has been going on here. Um, We're going to do our best to kind of catch up. Like I said, I'm moving this. I I spoke about this on Stateside Soccer Show. We're moving this to uh, every um, two weeks. Uh, just because we've been we've been doing so much stuff, uh, so much work on the other shows, Ted Lasso recaps, midweek and postweek, you know, match recaps and stuff. So it's got to a point where it's kind of kind of stressful. So doing it every other week, I think, is better, and plus it gives more time for more of this stuff to happen and for more of these leagues to kick off here in the USA. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and start with the USL championship because there is more uh, games done so far. Um, So here we are. We have so far in the East Birmingham Legion, 10 points off of four matches. They had a draw to start off the season against Pittsburgh. We talked about that. We talked about their win over Tulsa. So to catch up here, they beat Hartford athletic one nil. And then they went ahead and beat the Rowdies 2-0 yesterday. This is releasing every other Sunday. So if you're not sure when that happened, that was on Saturday. And they have Phoenix rising next. Tulsa finished second. uh, Or not finished second. They are currently second. I'm already ending the season. Um, they're, They're currently second in the east they've played five games you know second with five matches not everyone's played five they're actually the only team in the east to have played five but if you look at their like form it isn't great they had a draw they had a loss you know so they had one point to start the season then they went ahead and beat loudon three nil then they draw pittsburgh then they draw el paso two two so, and they played Friday. Um, so I expect them to fall down a bit. You know, they're on six points. A lot of teams below them have four or three matches played, and they have six to five points. So I'm expecting they'll be leap, leapfrogged again at some point, but currently they sit second 
In third is the defending Eastern Conference champions, uh, Louisville City FC. They're in fourth. Uh, they're in third. Sorry, four games played, six points, but they're on a two-game losing streak here. You know, the last two times we talked, the last time we talked, they beat Orange County and they had beaten Monterey. Since then, they lost to El Paso 3-0. And then they just lost to Sac Republic 5-0 on Saturday. I was following along with that game. Just an absolute domination by Sac Republic. You know, Sac Republic goes ahead and scores in the 5th minute. They score in the 24th minute. They score in the 28th minute. It's 3-0 before halftime, then in the 71st minute, and then a 90th minute penalty. And, uh, I mean, Louisville had more possession, obviously, but shots goes to Sac Republic 22 to 11, and they ended up scoring five goals. So it was pretty uh, insane game to happen there for Louisville. So two straight losses now. They've given up eight goals in their last two matches. Before that, they'd only given up one when they lost, uh, when they gave up a goal in week one. That's insane. They have Detroit City coming up next, but their goal differential now stands at five, you know, negative five. Uh, they've scored four, given up nine. Three of the goals that they scored are from that week one game. A little worried about Louisville. You know, this is a team I think most people kind of expected to get back up to the top and have a chance again. Kind of worried about the way that they're looking right now. Pittsburgh Riverhounds are in fourth place. They're undefeated right now, along with Birmingham Legion, Charleston Battery, Indy 11. But Pittsburgh's played four games. They had a draw week one, a win week two. Since then, they drew with Miami, and they just drew nil-nil with Tulsa on the 28th. They have a game against the Switchbacks coming up here. Charleston Battery in fifth. They're also undefeated. They've only played three matches, though, and their last game was March 25th. Indy 11 sit six. Their last game was yesterday. They've only played three matches. They drew with Las Vegas Lights, and they uh, beat Detroit City on March 25th. Loudoun United sit seventh. They have four points. They've lost two in a row. They lost to Tulsa 3-0, and they lose to Colorado Springs, switchback. 1-0. Detroit City sit 8th. They've not even drawn. All right, They've won 1, and they've lost 3. Detroit City lost Indy 11 on March 25th, and they lose to Rio Grande Valley uh, 1-0 on Saturday. Miami sit ninth. They have 3 points. They've played 4 games. They have 3 draws. They have not won a match yet. Um, they drew against Tulsa. They lost against New Mexico since we last recorded. They've drew with the Riverhounds, and they drew with Memphis. Tenth in the East is Hartford Athletic. They have two points out of two draws. Last two games they had was a loss to Birmingham and a draw against Orange County. Eleventh is the Rowdies. Kind of surprising. They've played four matches. They have two points. They started off the season with two draws. Since then, two losses. They lose to the Battery, 3-0. And they lose to the Birmingham Legion, 2-0. And then Memphis sit bottom in the East. Three three games, two losses and a draw. They drew with Miami yesterday. 
So there is your East. Let's go ahead and look at the West. Sac Republic sit top of the league due to goal differential and goals scored. They have eight goals scored. They've only given up one. This is the team that just smashed Louisville 5-0 yesterday. They beat San Diego Loyal. They drew with the battery. That's the only goal they've given up in a 1-1 draw. But they have 10 points out of four games played. Second place, defending champs, San Antonio FC. They also have 10 points, but they've only uh, scored seven. They've given up three. That's a four-goal differential. Third place, Colorado Springs switch back. They sit third. They just beat Loudoun United yesterday, March 25th. They lost to, uh, to San Antonio. Fourth is the Loyal. They have seven points. Their last games are a loss and a draw, though. They started off the season kind of promising with six points out of two games. They were kind of like near the top, if I remember correctly. New management, right? Landon Donovan moved up to front office. Fifth place, Rio Grande Valley. They've uh, not lost. They've had three straight draws and a win, so they have six points. El Paso sits sixth place. Uh, They have three straight losses to start the season. This is another team that has five games. But since then, they have won against Louisville, and they drew against El Paso. Sorry, they are El Paso. They drew against Tulsa. Monterey Bay sits seventh. They just drew against Rio Grande Valley on the 24th, and they lost to San Antonio. What day was that? Yesterday. Oakland Roots, they've only played three games. They sit eighth. They just won against New Mexico yesterday. Las Vegas sits ninth. They've had three straight draws. They've only played three. New Mexico sits tenth. They've only played two. They've won in a, a win and a loss. Their last game was yesterday. This is so strange. They played March 18th, and then they played April 1st. That's it. Orange County sit 11th. They've had three straight draws. And Phoenix Rising sit bottom. Two points, two draws. So that's where they currently sit over in the USL Championship. We got some games. Um, All games were yesterday. Today, there is no games. So the next games that we'll be covering start next Saturday on the 8th. There's also a game on Easter. We have Louisville City uh, against Detroit at 3 o'clock on the 8th. San Diego Loyal and FC Tulsa at 5. Indy 11 hosting the Roots at 7. Charleston Battery hosting Hartford Athletic at 7.30. Tampa Bay Rowdies hosting Miami at 7.30. That's a Florida Derby. Colorado Springs Switchback, 8 o'clock hosting the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. San Antonio hosting Sac Republic in a battle at the top of the West. On Saturday, April 8th, really looking forward to that game. El Paso hosting Orange County at 9.30. Monterey Bay hosting New Mexico at 10. These games are all on ESPN+. Birmingham Legion hosting Phoenix Rising at 5.30 on Easter. Then we have a midweek match on the 12th. Tampa Bay Rowdies hosting Charleston Battery at 7.30. Then we have more games taking place on Saturday, April 15th. FC Tulsa at 6 o'clock hosting the Battery. Loudoun hosting Birmingham at 6. Miami hosting Detroit at 7. Pittsburgh hosting Rio Grande at 7. Louisville City hosting San Antonio 
in a mat rematch of the USL Championship final. That's at 7.30 on the 15th. Memphis 901 hosting Las Vegas at 8 o'clock. New Mexico hosting San Diego at 9. Oakland hosting Hartford at 10. Orange County hosting Indy 11 at 10. Sac Republic hosting Colorado Springs Switchbacks at 10. And Phoenix Rising hosting Monterey at 10.30. So we'll talk about all of those games on April 16th when we record the next episode of the Closed Pyramid. All right. Uh, Before we do that, though, we're going to go ahead and jump to USL League One. Now, there's only 12 teams in the USL League One, so let's go ahead and look at the entire table for this. Some teams have played one game. Some teams have played three. Charlotte Independents currently sit top of the USL League One. Three games played, seven points, no losses. They had a draw against the kickers. They had a win against South Georgia. They had a win against the Richmond kickers. They played the kickers twice already. It's kind of crazy. Northern Colorado Hailstorm FC are in second place. They've played two games. They drew with the Red Wolves, and they beat South Georgia. They have the Richmond kickers next. Uh, Richmond kickers sit third. They've played three matches. They drew against Charlotte. They won against Greenville, and then they lost against Charlotte. Fourth place won Knoxville SC. They've played one game. They have one win. It's against Lexington. Central Valley Fuego FC. They've played one match. They've won against Chattanooga Red Wolves. North Carolina FC sits six. They've played two. They lost against South Georgia, and they beat Lexington. Seventh place, South Georgia Tormenta. They have beaten North Carolina. They lost to Charlotte, and they lost to North Ca- Northern Colorado Hailstorm. Forward Madison sit eighth place. They've only played one game. They drew against Union Omaha, who sit below them in ninth, who've played one game against Forward Madison. Chattanooga Red Wolves SC has played two. They drew against Northern Colorado, and they lost to Central Valley. Greenville Triumph, they've played one match. They've lost to the Richmond Kickers. And in 12th place, Lexington SC, who have lost two games. They lost to one Knoxville. They lost to North Carolina. And they play forward Madison next. Let's look at the matches currently. So the matches that took place yesterday was only four. Uh, they only had one. They only had four like last week too, um, which is when the kickers beat Greenville. Chattanooga drew with Colorado. Charlotte beat South Georgia last Saturday on the 25th. Then on Sunday was the draw of Omaha and Ford Madison, the only game that those two have played. And then yesterday, you got a postponement of one Knoxville and Union Omaha. They had kickers losing to Charlotte, North Carolina beating Lexington, Central Valley beating the Chattanooga Red Wolves, 
and Northern Colorado beating South Georgia. So the scheduling for this is very odd. Next Saturday, we have five games. This will be almost every team playing. There's 12. This will be 10 teams. Saturday, we have Lexington hosting forward Madison at 7 o'clock. Northern Carolina FC hosting the Charlotte Independence at 7. Chattanooga Red Wolves hosting one Knoxville at 7.30. South Georgia hosting Greenville at 7.30. Central Valley Fuego hosting Union Omaha at 10. Then we have one game midweek on April 12th, which is one Knoxville hosting Central Valley Fuego at 7 (laughs) o'clock. Then on Saturday, April 15th, we have a couple more games. Union Omaha hosting North Carolina. Richmond Kickers hosting Colorado. Madison hosting Greenville. And Lexington hosting South Georgia. Those games are at 3, 6, 7, and 7. And then they won't have games again until the 19th. Very odd schedule. Very odd schedule. Another fun thing here is that in USL League 1, the top goal scorer is one goal. They have not had anybody score more than one goal so far in the season. Dane Kelly has assisted for Charlotte Independence on two goals. But uh, they, for some reason, have Alexis Soretos as top goal scorer. Though everybody has one. I don't know how they're ranking these. Maybe by, it looks like by first name. So looks like that's why we're getting that right now. All right. So now we have to look ahead to Nisa. Some fun stuff going on here in lower league soccer here. We have Nisa. Their season kicked off on March 31st. The LA Force beat Club de Leon 1-0. Then yesterday, Chattanooga beat Gold Star FC Detroit 3-0. Maryland Bobcats, my Maryland Bobcats beat City Union 1-0. Savannah Clovers drew with Michigan Stars 1-1. Coming up in NISA on Saturday, April 8th, we have Savannah Clovers hosting Gold Star Detroit, 7 o'clock. Sunday, April 9th, Albion, San Diego hosting Michigan Stars, 7 o'clock. Then, that's it. Just two games next weekend. The 14th, Friday, we have Club de Leon hosting Savannah Clovers at 6. And Michigan Stars hosting Gold Star Detroit at 7. Sunday, April 16th, we have Albion San Diego hosting Chattanooga at 4. So those are the games we are covering next week. So let's soak that in real quick. Four. No, sorry. Five. No, four, because we'll record Sunday before that that game. We're covering four games. Now, I know Nisa... Only has nine clubs. But I cover two weeks at a time right now. Which means I should have more than four games. Five are scheduled. I just won't be recording after that fifth game. 
until the following week. But when we're looking at a problem that maybe lower league soccer has, look at this table, all right? The season just started. That's great. That's fine. San Diego still hasn't played yet. That's fine. Uneven number of teams, right? Chattanooga sits top. LA sits second. Bobcats at third. They each have a win. You have your teams that have drawn, Michigan and Savannah. You have your team that hasn't played in San Diego. You have six teams out of nine make the playoffs, by the way. City Union, seventh place. Lyon, eighth place. Detroit, last place. Those are the teams that have lost. But again, when we're looking at the matches that are coming up, I think opening weekend was fine. You had eight of the nine teams play opening weekend. That's great. The issue becomes when next weekend you are having four of the nine clubs play and San Diego is playing their first game of the season. Then on the 14th, you have four out of eight clubs playing. Sunday, you'll have two out of the eight. So a total of six, sorry, six out of the nine playing. Why? Why are we getting all of this time off? The Bobcats, here's where it's crazy. My local team, the Bobcats, opened their season on April 1st. They beat City Union. They have no road games. Their next home game is April 22nd. That's a three-week layoff. Three weeks. How can you get any sort of momentum when you have this long of breaks between it? I'm at the point where I don't think Nice is going to actually last very long. It it was hard to even get them to send us a schedule, you know, to, to put it out on, on social. They were very late with it. It's worrying. I think it's very worrying if you're a fan of a club like the Bobcats or any of these other teams. They kind of replaced Detroit City with, with Gold Star FC Detroit. Mouthful of a name. I can't even tell you without looking up where Club D Leon FC plays. Where do you th- oh okay where do you think they play at if I if I was just gonna guess they play in Orlando Florida I would not have guessed that I would not have guessed Orlando Florida for Club de Leon there's no there's no hint that that is where they're from. They're a new club, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember them being called that. So it's a, it's a little worrying. Because with any sports league, that you would want to... Um, 
so, so they play in Daytona, it looks like, Club de Leon. Though it says Orlando when you go to the site, so I don't really understand. But I would think one thing you would want to do when you create a club in any sport is have some sort of tie to the region, naming yourself something that makes sense. I don't think Club de Leon, th- this is like ultimate poser, I think. Uh, they just joined Nisa in this season. They were a member of Nisa Nation, which is affiliate league. And they were also a member of the UPSL. But um, they just joined the league. Explains why I'm not too familiar with them. But I would I would think you would want a name that matches with something else to grow some sort of ties to the region you're part of, to get fans to the stadium. And then the issue becomes when you do have fans at the stadium is the long wait between NISA games. And the same thing with USL League One. We were just talking about how some of those teams have played three, some of those games have played teams have played one game. And this is where it ultimately comes down to it. This country isn't ready for promotion relegation. You know, we saw an article going around on one of those Twitter accounts. It's like, hey, 88% of soccer fans in America want promotion relegation. Awesome. Great. Well, that study was also six years old, and I think it was commissioned by uh, NASL when they were still around, Rocco Camiso and all that kind of stuff. The issue becomes that when we're looking at if there was going to be promotion relegation, at this point, I feel like it could only be between MLS and USL Championship. Because there are just so many big gaps between uh, the number of clubs in USL League One, USL League Two, the scheduling for those. I don't even know. Has USL League Two started yet? I mean, some of this stuff has been scattered so much. Another thing that really has uh, kind of hurt it, I think with some of these local teams. I, look, some of the support may be there, some of the support. So USL League 2, it looks like, starts uh, May. All right, so we don't have to worry about that until May. But, you know, th- there's there's some worry about, I think, in my end, the future of NISA. Right? Next weekend, we have two games. Two. One's on Easter. I don't know how many people you're going to get in San Diego at 4 p.m. Pacific going to a NISA game. Now, it's the first game of the season. Kind of sets them up for some problems, right? First game that they're hosting, first game of their season is Easter. 
4 p.m. Pacific, when most people are probably having Easter dinner or going to see family. It's kind of rough. That's not good. It's just something I worry about. Two games next weekend. The following weekend, we have two on a Friday, none on a Saturday, one on a Sunday. Can San Diego only play on Sunday? They have Sunday, April 9th, Sunday, April 16th. And then they play Sunday, April 23rd. Just looking at Sunday, May 7th. Uh, when's the time, when's the first time San Diego doesn't play on a Sunday? Hold on, May 14th. I think I just cracked the code here, by the way. I think San Diego's only playing on Sunday. Oh, no, they play Wednesday, May 24th. That's their first non-Sunday game. Interesting. They have home games all the way up until April 23rd. But it's just like the inconsistency. I will say one thing. I know some people have complained about MLS being like all on Saturday except for the occasional Sunday game. And I like that. And I understand you can watch probably less games as a whole. Because our our Saturday games used to probably start at like 12 or 1. And you'd have a game at like 3 on Twitter, right? And then you'd have a game at like 4, a game at 5, some games at 7, etc., etc., What I like about them all being on Saturday, at least, is that I know Saturday at 7.30, I'm expected to turn on MLS and watch my team. Now, there's some times where they're on at 12 or 4. Those are the games that Fox usually picked for their channel. So that's an exception. But I know most of the time, I don't even have to look at a schedule anymore. I can just tell you 7.30. If I'm following NISA, if I'm following the Bobcats, if I'm following... USL. I have to look at the schedule all the time because I have no clue when it's going to be. I will not remember these two games that are being played next weekend. I might remember they're both at seven, but I'm not going to probably remember it's the Clovers versus Detroit and San Diego versus the Stars. And I can't tell you off the top of my head, even though I just read them, when the next Bobcats game is. And that's a problem. It's a huge problem because we want consistency, especially in these lower leagues. What I think they would do better is if Nisa started later, had less breaks, and finished earlier. I think you could probably have way more fun with something like that and a little bit more momentum than however long their schedule is. If I'm going to look at Nisa's schedule. Let's look at the Bobcats schedule, huh? Okay. They have an open cup game on April 5th against the Ocean City Nor'easters. That's cool. It's great. We'll we'll talk some open cups on here as well. Next league game is the 22nd. All right. May 13th. That's another like three week break, right? 
And then you have a one week break. When they play the 20th, another one week break for the 27th, a four day break when they play May 31st. June 3rd, another four day break. June 10th, a seven day break. And June 15th, a five day break. Then a June 15th, listen to that, June 15th, this is Nisa. Two days later, June 17th, they play again against LA. And they go to LA. Now they're going to be in San Diego, so at least then the travel will be a little bit restricted. They'll go back to back, San Diego to LA. Two days seems pretty crazy. Then there's a week break when they face Detroit. Week break for July where they face Lyon. They face Lyon again. 11 days later. 7 days later they play again. 11 to 12 days later they play again. (laughs) 4 days later they play again. 7 days. 14 days. And like another 7 days. Then it's five days. Then it's seven days. Then it's uh, like two weeks. They play all the way up to October 14th. With this wild schedule. Why? It gets a little bit more consistent as we go on, I guess. But why? Why are we... They started yesterday. They're not playing again until the 22nd. Then a break until the 13th. Then it kind of gets more consistent. Why not just start the season a month later and just go straight through? That's kind of what I don't understand about the way that this uh, league is run right now by Nisa. And I'm sure if you look at other teams, they'll probably have a lot of the same sort of setup. It's frustrating. There's something like inherently wrong with um, the setup that that we're currently in. All right, before we go, before we wrap it up, MLS Next Pro has started as well. This is lower developmental type league in the east chicago have played two matches they sit top with six points they beat um inner miami two and toronto two orlando city b sits second they've played two they also have six points they beat philadelphia union two (laughs) this was after orlando beat the union as well it's like the next day they beat them three one And then they beat Huntsville City 2-1. Crown Legacy sit third. They've played two matches. They've drawn with Huntsville, and they beat um, FC Cincinnati 2. FC Cincinnati 2 sits fourth. They have three points. They beat uh, Toronto FC 2, and they lose to Crown Legacy. That's Charlotte. 
Uh, New England Revolution 2 have won- played one game. They beat Atlanta United 2. 3-2. to two. That's where it gets confusing, saying all those names, huh? Columbus Crew 2. <laughs> they sit 6. They've played one match. They beat Red Bulls 2, 4-3. to three. Start saying all these numbers. Red Bulls 2 sit 7th. They lost to the Crew. Huntsville City sit 8th. I'm not sure who they're affiliated with, by the way. I have to look that up. You can watch some of these games, by the way, on um, the Apple TV. MLS Season Pass. I, I don't think it's every game. I think it's just some. Huntsville City. Is this L.A.? No, okay, it's Nashville. There we go. Okay, I they have the same shirt sponsor, so I was able to figure it out. Okay, Huntsville. Yeah, it couldn't be LA. We're in the East. Um, Huntsville sit eighth. They draw and a loss. NYCFC two have not even started yet. Atlanta United two lost. They sit tenth. Inter Miami sit eleventh. Uh, Philadelphia Union two sit twelfth. They've only played one match. And Toronto have played two, and they sit thirteenth. Over in the West, Minnesota. These teams have only played one. Minnesota United 2 sit first with three points. They beat Real Monarchs. San Jose Earthquakes 2 sit second. They beat LA Galaxy. Austin City, uh, Austin FC 2, they beat the Dynamo. They're in third. Rapids are in fourth. Uh, they beat um, Sporting Kansas City 2. Vancouver Whitecaps, they sit fifth. They beat um, Portland 2. North Texas SC, they beat uh, LAFC 2. Tacoma Defiance sit 7th. Um, they have uh, two points. Oh, they must have drawn and then did a shootout or something. I think that's how they're doing it. They beat St. Louis City. And then in 8th is St. Louis City 2. Houston 9th. Portland 10th. Um, SKC 11th, LAFC 12th, LA Galaxy 13th, and the Monarchs sit 14th. All those teams have only played one. This is another bit of confusing. Some teams have played zero, like NYCFC. Some teams have played two. Some teams have played one. But this is more developmental. I don't think many people are going out to, uh, you know, Huntsville cheering on Huntsville City. So uh, that's, that's something. I guess today they do have some games at three o'clock Philadelphia union two host inter Miami two, sporting Kansas city to host Austin at four o'clock St. Louis host Minnesota at six Atlanta host New York at seven Houston host Colorado at seven LA galaxy host North Texas at eight New England revs host NYCFC at eight. That'll be NYCFC's first game in MLS next pro. Portland Timbers host San Jose at 8. LAFC host Vancouver at 10. And Tacoma Defiance host the Monarchs at 10. I like the teams that don't use the 2. Or the B. Or the numeral 2. I like having North Texas SC. I like having Huntsville. I like having Tacoma. I like having Real Monarchs. So much better. Uh, I understand that it might take a little bit more to find out who they're affiliate of. But we figure it out for baseball. Minor League Baseball has this no problem. People figure it out. 
Um, so maybe some of those teams will eventually see the light and switch. So there you go. I updated you on all of the lower level leagues, but I also had a nice rant, I think, about scheduling. My worry about NISA as a whole, I'm not sure how many more seasons they'll last. Um, give us your feedback. Send us your feedback. You can reach us at Stateside Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. Well, thank you all for watching or listening. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll catch you next time. Tomorrow, throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.